everybody. Welcome back to the Adventure Girl Podcast. I am Michelle. And I'm Deanna. And uh, I am coming from you, to you, not from you. I am coming to you live from my bed with a glass of bourbon. And uh, I'm in my office, (laughs) uh, work, home, all of the above office with a glass of beer. Yeah, it is. It has been a interesting start to uh, 2021. Um, I am calling the first week of 2021 uh, the 2020 hangover. So I have a lot of hope for the next week. <laughs> but right now, we all just have a little bit of hangover. Um, my work has gone insane. Um, the world has gone a little insane. So we're just going to call it a hangover. And we're going to stay super positive for this year. I'm all about that. Positive momentum. <laughs> and on that note, today we're going to talk about something really cool um, that goes along with setting goals and having desires and, you know, going after something that you want this year. You know, last week we talked about intentions and then putting our goals behind them. And I know a lot of people struggle with setting goals, um, not because necessarily they don't want them, but they feel kind of selfish to have these big goals So today we're going to talk a little bit about personal investment, hashtag treat yourself. (laughs) And uh, to get us started, I wanted to read from a book um, that I am currently halfway through and absolutely loving. Um, It is by Gabrielle Bernstein. It is called Super Attractor. Um, I will say she's very into spiritual uh, connotations, but if you make it your own, um, this book is fantastic. Like I absolutely love it. And I love this uh, little, little piece of it that I thought would be a great start to this conversation. So I'm going to read from that and uh, we're going to start. Many new spiritual students fear that their spiritual path is selfish. They feel guilty taking time for fun and being unapologetic about their desires. But one of the greatest lessons I've learned from Abraham Hicks is that we must be selfish in our practice. Selfish here is not a negative concept. This kind of selfishness doesn't hurt anyone else, and it doesn't mean you neglect others in any way. But it requires you to put your joy first. You must make your joy your highest priority. When you are selfish about your well-being, you're actually being of high service to the world. This is because the more joy you embody, And the more you allow inspiration to move through you, the more powerfully you will serve others. We can't help or uplift anyone or anything else from a place of resistance or low vibration. So the greatest gift we can give ourselves is our positive energy. So I'm going to talk about the two things that I kind of took away from there. And the cool thing is Deanna took something a little bit different from there. Um, So the first thing that I grabbed from there was that that word selfish, it doesn't have to be negative. You can pull that out of it. It's definitely like when you think of the word selfish, it's definitely a very cringy, cringy. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I feel so selfish for doing this or this person's so selfish for doing that. Right. It's definitely got a, got an icky vibe to it. It it pulls you back. Um, So I love taking that like negative connotation out of that word and putting a positive spin to it so that that excuse you have of feeling selfish no longer has power. Um, It's no longer negative. Um, And then the second thing that I personally really pulled out of there was that when you are filling your cup and when you are, are, are taking care of yourself, 
you are actually of better service to others. So you can be the best version of you um, to whatever that is, if it's husband, wife, kids, um, your work, your friendships. Um, if you are taking time to fill your cup, you actually are doing the world a favor. I, I couldn't agree more with that too. Um, you know, before I kind of get into a little bit of what I was thinking about it is, you know, as you were saying those things, um, you know, Michelle and I didn't talk too much about the topic ahead of time because we wanted to have the opportunity to kind of work through our thoughts as we go, um, and have just like a conversation with you guys about it, but chatting with us today, guys, chatting with us today. Um, you know, I thought a lot about like, and I always bring this up is kind of my anxiety and stress and, you know, those types of things that I brought to my life because of my over commitment to work, um, and what that brought me. And, you know, I guess the way I've looked at the, my quote unquote selfishness is that I have let go of work a little bit more. And when I say let go of work, not that I'm not doing my responsibility, but, you know, um, do all 100 of these emails need to be responded to today? Or is someone able to wait until tomorrow? And, and, uh, you know, even building off of that, like my mental health and getting into running, like, do I spend less time doing work stuff, uh, more time running and being maybe away from my husband and, and doing these activities. Yes. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, is my husband getting a lot more out of me as his partner in the couple hours we're together every day now, or when I was like an anxious, you know, I'll call myself like a hot mess. Cause I really felt like a hot mess at the time, hot you know, <laughs> a hot mess express. So, you know, it, it's really hard to, to, be like, you know, Hey babe, I'm, I'm going to go running like five times this week. Cause I'm doing this challenge or whatever. But I think he also realizes like, just like Michelle was saying, he's going to get a way better, happier version of me. That's going to bring him more in his life. If I go take that time for myself mm-hmm. and treat myself with, you know, whatever it might be running, hiking with friends, et cetera. So about that using that example think about it because I knew you when you were super stressed at work on the hot mess express on the hot mess express like obviously I've known you for a while and so I've experienced (laughs) that and I can only picture you in your office headphones in till seven eight o'clock at night coming out of the office drained exhausted sitting on the couch eating dinner not even saying a word to Nick, most likely because you just were drained and then going to bed. Yeah. And probably also crying. And you yeah. Know. <laughs> so like when you were talking through that, I was like, yeah, 100%. Like yeah. now shut the laptop at four or five. Cause you start earlier. So like four, go for your sunset run, come home, energized, make dinner with your husband, play video games with your husband, talk with your husband. Like that sounds so much better. So much better, even though it might be less time per se, it's better. Together in the space. Yeah. And, and even with the work, right? Like productivity wise, I think, you know, I'm not spending as much time maybe working, but uh, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm not as productive. It's a lot about, you know, prioritization and, and working through things differently and, you know, delegating and 
I mean, there's times that are, that are still tough. Right. And you have to like figure out what you need to do and stick your nose into the the laptop, but you know, it shouldn't be the every day. Yeah. You know, like I'm going through that this week, this week I knew was going to be a rough week, have a big project launching, no big deal, like nose to the grindstone, get it done. But that shouldn't be next week and the week after. And the week after that, um, which was where you were um, until you, you know, pretty much said, no, I'm going to come to Jesus moment. I'm going to invest in myself. (laughs) I need to set the boundaries. I need to take the time. And then you did that. But then you went another step and said, "Okay, mental health wise, I need to invest in myself and I need to start running. I need to get out. I need to take care of myself physically. Now you're lifting as well. Like you needed to take these steps for yourself to be even better. So it was like kind of a multi-step process. Oh yeah. And I think that that is right. I mean, I think a lot of, um, treat yourself type stuff, like we sometimes take it at face value. Right. I mean, I would try to like treat myself after this clusterfuck of a week. Right. And be like, all right, I'm going to eat some ice cream and, and have a beer and take a bath and like pay my nails and be like hyperventilating. And it's like, no, no. I mean, sure. Those things are treat yourself too. Right. Like, don't get me wrong. I love myself. Great ice cream and painting my nails. And some days that is a treat yourself. But like, for me, I had to realize that treat yourself was like saying no to things Um, when I didn't want to overstretch myself, right? Like one of my biggest things is like with selfishness, I guess the way I see selfishness is not putting other people's happiness first, for example. So let's say like Michelle was like, Oh, I really want to go do this thing right now. Like there's a lot of times I'll just say yes. Cause it's Michelle and I'll spend time with her. Even if I think it's kind of stupid, but I love her. Um, hey. <laughs> I do nothing stupid. People. You don't actually like, there are a few things that I've been I like, this is kind of, but, <clears throat> but you know, there's some circumstances where you yourself feel so stretched, but you still feel like you need to make the other people happy that you don't do that. So like the ability to say no to things and have both parties be okay with that and allow yourself to be okay with that, I think is like one of the most quote unquote, like positive selfish things you can do for self care and treat yourself. Yeah. Like that's just the hashtag is going to be treat yourself for the podcast. 2021 treat yourself. (laughs) Well, it's so important, especially coming off such a negative year, you know, like, don't get me wrong. There were so many positive things that happened in 2020, but overall majority, I think it had a negative feeling to it. Dumpster fire. Yeah. So it's like, I think, especially going into a new year, it's so important, you know, like for me, um, you know, the book that I read from, I wanted this book for probably a year. And I just wouldn't purchase it because hardback $23 and like personal development books. I like to highlight the crap out of. So don't ask me to put them on a Kindle. Um, But then I went to the store and it was used for $9.98 and I'm super excited and I got it and I have taken so much from it. Like it is totally shifting the start to my 2021. And I'm just like, well, that was a good personal investment. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I think that that was kind of like what you're telling me about your interpretation of it and what, you know, being selfish meant and how that was even impacting like your life. And you hadn't really noticed it even as a 
single individual? Yeah. I mean, for me being single, you know, yes, I have freedom in everything I do, but I also only have a single income. So I have budgets and I have things like retirement and savings, you know, and security things, especially in a year like of 2020, where I work in a company that delivers in-person training, you know, who knew if my company was going to be around. So things got super tight and I really struggled to invest in myself, but like I spent, you know, the $180 on workout equipment and look what it's done for me in the year. Um, I spend $10 on a book and it's already shaping my 2020 and their 2021. We don't need to repeat that. Um, 2021 (laughs) in like such a good way. Um, So for me, it's, it's always been that balance of trying to find where I treat myself. And then sometimes maybe where I sacrifice, you know, because sometimes if I treat myself with workout equipment or furniture or books, like I can't maybe go out with my friends and then I feel bad because I can't. And so, like you said, being in that position where I can say, Hey, sorry, I bought this this week. And it was more like, I love you, but can we do something for free? (laughs) Or, you know, like, you know, having friendships that really support you in your personal development and your investment in yourself, I think is super Sorry, my dog is shaking and that's very loud by <laughs> the um, microphone because all his tags like hit everything and he's like right beside me. Um, but so for me, that that's always, you know, a thought. And I think finances are probably a thought for a lot of people. Um, so I like to always mention that it doesn't have to necessarily like treat yourself and personal investment doesn't have to be financial things. Um I'm also, I just completed a workshop by Rachel Hollis. I'm just all about personal investment this year. Like I'm on fire with it. So um, something like I'm just diving headfirst into. And she talks about planning for the good life, which I thought was such a powerful statement for like personal investment and treat yourself. And she's, she recommends every single day on your calendar, putting something to look forward to something that at the end of the day, you know, at the end of Thursday, when you're looking at Friday, you can be like, Oh, I have that. That's awesome. Like that's the good life. And it can be like going to the park and eating lunch or calling your best friend or grabbing a coffee from your favorite coffee shop. Like it can be just tiny little things. Um, Or, you know, just reminding you to message a friend that they're awesome because, you know, when you tell somebody they're awesome, you feel better. Um, It's it's just little things like that that I think can also make such a powerful impact and feel very selfish, I think, for a lot of people. Like, I know you would probably have problems because I struggle with it, too, is like having lunch at a park, like taking Mm -hmm. the time away from work and like being away from work for an hour in the middle of the day. Like if you guys could only see my face, oh my God, (laughs) that never happens. Um, But like setting that time away would make me feel so good. And so I'm going to challenge myself to do that next week. So um, I'm going to challenge myself to do that next week. But um, like, so it can be little things like that. And I think that's what a lot of people miss out on when they hear treat yourself. They're like, oh, that's a spa. Oh, that's nails. Oh, that's a fancy bottle of wine. It doesn't have to be anything that costs. It can be so simple. Whatever elevates your mood, 
whatever gives you that, like you, you were talking about like mental health, like whatever, whatever helps you in that manner. Um, that's what this is all about. Yeah. Honestly, like if I think back to last year and even some of our podcasts from last year, I think, you know, unbeknownst to me, the treat yourself was the camping, right? So we talked about the weekends Mm -hmm. going out into the woods and, and kind of letting go of like the phones and everything. And for me, that's was the big like way to find myself again and like decompress from everything. And that was the treat yourself. And I think 2020 forced us to kind of take that treat yourself and Mm -hmm. like put it on steroids, right? Like, (laughs) even though there was all sorts of other stuff mixed in there, it was like for, for my needs of what treat yourself meant to me, like COVID kind of helped, like the environment that COVID created kind of helped that, right? Because I was taking the opportunity to go out more and it was a little bit easier for me to disconnect from work, surprisingly being at home. Um, and then so opposite for most people. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think I was like, so concerned of the boundaries that I like overly protected those boundaries. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, and then, you know, just kind of working on making sure that I was investing in the right, like people and friendships. And a lot of those kind of came through, um, 2020 in terms of like the environment and like the activities as well. And the people that wanted to kind of invest in my growth were there, but like we were all investing in each other's growth. It was like this really cool 20, I don't know. One thing I took away from 2020 was definitely that. And I think, you know, that's, that's what I learned most about this concept of selfishness um, for me anyways, and how it's not necessarily a bad thing is like when for example, like when you tell a friend that you can't make it to something because you just are like really tired or you need a break and they're really a good friend, I think one, they completely understand. And two, that then allows them to say, okay, like mm-hmm. this is the friendship we have. And if I'm in that situation, I can do the same thing. So honestly, I felt like in some of those circumstances, like it really helped friendships grow too, where it yeah. was like, look, I got to be honest with you. Like I'm dying today. Like I can't do this. I'm sorry. You know, yeah. And then they're like, Oh, okay. That's totally fine. In fact, I was pretty tired too. And I just like, didn't want to tell you because I didn't want to make you feel bad or whatever. And so I think those genuine friendships also started to come out of like that openness and selfishness, um, and, and kind of like self care, treat yourself kind of stuff as well. So, so I have a question for you for our married people. And this is a, a good, a good thing to talk through. Do you or did you have any resistance from Nick when you started running and spending more time away? No, like none at all. Um, you know, he was really supportive because I think what he noticed is like he obviously got me really well um, in terms of like all the struggles I was going through. It took a while, right? Because like he's someone who's super chill. Like I don't think he even knows what the word anxiety, like, I don't think he's ever whispered those words before, right? Anxiety is not a thing because you don't have to worry about things. Like, why would you worry? It's like, no, you don't get it. Uh, <laughs> you worry about everything. <laughs> I worry about all the things. Everything's a worry. Um, even things that you shouldn't worry about, I'm worried about. Um, so, you know, for him, I think once he kind of got like what I was going through, he really realized that um, that I did need outlets and that 
things like last year or in 2019, I can't say last year anymore, 2019, like the ballroom dancing and, and kind of like other activities I was doing were those outlets for me. And he could see like glimpses of what that was bringing me. So I think me wanting to like take on some of these other activities, especially when I was getting really stressed out with all the, you know, being at home and everything going on in the world. I think he was like, go do whatever. Like I'm here for it. Like go, go, go. And, you know, as obviously like I kept going with it, he became even more supportive and was like my best cheerleader. So you know, he was like, you're crazy. Cause you're running. And like, why would anyone run for fun? But whatever, like yeah. if it makes you happy. I'm here for it. So I mean, I wonder why I run for fun. <laughs> I so, think we all do a little bit total, total. Although I love sexy pace. That's another, that's another story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that's another story. <laughs> Follow us on Insta, you know. Um, but I think that's a really good story because I have a feeling in most marriages, that is how it would go. Yeah, yeah. But you're so afraid to be selfish. You're so afraid to put that desire out there. Um, you're so, you know, you're just afraid of the judgment or the, oh, he's going to think I want to spend time away from him. But really, those are your fears. And if you probably put it out there, it's probably going to go pretty similarly. Like, hey, yeah, you totally. leave the house, I get to play video games. So. Oh, also that for <laughs> sure, right? Like there's some self-interest like in there too, you know, but at the same time, I, I would totally agree. I think there's some things that you're going to have to talk through, right? You know, in terms of time commitments or money commitments, yeah. especially in a marriage. But at the end of the day, like if it's something you really want to do or something you really need, like your partner is going to be all in. They might think you're a little crazy. Mine does, but like, he's all in for it. You know, that's, that's uh, what they do. (laughs) Long for the ride. And even posts on Facebook, which I never see him do after you complete races. So it's, it was pretty cute. Every once in a while, he's he's okay. I know. (laughs) I know. I think I just think that's very good to, to know just because, you know, I think we're all just afraid to put those desires out there sometimes. Um, so take it, you do. I mean, I think in any relationship, in any partnership with a person, a marriage, like a friendship, there's still things you like feel bad about asking for or like, you know, things you're scared to talk about in terms of desires and whatever. And I think usually everyone has them. So the more you start to open up about those things, like, again, I think the more the other individual feels that way too, but, um, you know, you just kind of got to take a little baby step and see how things go. Um, but like Michelle said, I don't think there's, there's a lot of like healthy relationships Mm -hmm. where something like that would go poorly, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure there's issues somewhere, but for the most part, I think friends are super supportive. I mean, before Dee started running, she thought I was crazy. I did. I was like supporting with her to like, I was like, I'll be here for you. I'll try to do this EMOM thing, whatever this is. Let's run up this hill together. Yay. Yay, fun. (laughs) No, I just talk her into all sorts of random things. Um, Would you say running is probably one of your most, cause I, I don't know. It said it's been such an impactful thing for you. Do you think it's one of your most impactful treat yourselves or do you have another one you want to share with us? 
Yeah. You know, I think it really is because, and I would say just like hiking, running, outdoor things in general. Hashtag right? outdoor life. Hashtag adventure girl, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, but, that is what we are. <laughs> so I, I think, you know, so some of those things I can do with my husband, but I, I think like there is, so I caught myself and you'll be so proud of me. Here, here I am, like on a Saturday, January 1st, I'm out like on a trail and I start running and my dumbass is like sitting there grinning from ear to ear being like, ha I'm running again in the wilderness in Arizona. And I was like, wow, I'm one of those people, but You're one of those people, but Welcome. you know, like, I, I really do think that, um, you know, despite the fact that still, like, I don't know how much I really love run- the, like the act of running. It's I love awful. running. It's, painful. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. <laughs> so it's definitely like a really weird concept, but there's such a like mental release I get from that. And then Norman, also, baby. yeah, well, and then the like community I've built through that as well. Yeah. Right. Um, like in person, the friendships, like going and hiking. It's one thing that I've been able to do a lot socially distanced still. Right. Um, and just dragging people on adventures like hiking Humphreys, you know, we did that with, with people that, you know, Yumi and John and the rest of our squad was waiting at camp for us and with cheeses, with cheeses. But you know, it's, it's, I think it's something that it's easy to also drag people into and share that passion with <laughs> and drag y'all drag. Is that a bad word? Drag people just into not encourage. She's like, we're just pulling you just like, them into it. Come just, that is what the running community is. We will drag you into it all day long. I, yeah. No, I love it. That's the perfect way to phrase it. Cause it happens. So for me, you know, like Michelle has said before, um, running has turned into the most expensive free sport ever. Um, you know, but like, it's cool because there's a lot of other things I could be spending money on. And this is just the one that I've prioritized. And so you have to treat yourself a lot when you're a runner. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. But I've, I've calmed down a little bit. (laughs) I got the base thing, right? Like you got, you got (laughs) to learn that the gear is cool and then you realize you forget it half the time. So you, whatever. (laughs) There's like the must have gear, but you only like, so just like everything else, whether it's camping or hiking, like there's the must have gear, but you only really figure out what your must haves are after you've gotten everything (laughs) and then not used half of it. I think every runner, hiker, backpacker is, is like just nodding their head. Yes. Like we have a closet full of stuff that we don't use because we thought we had to have it. Um, but we didn't. <laughs> so I'm going to like pull us back here. Cause I could totally go off on tangents, but we, we're, we're, we're pull back. We're good. <laughs> but my bourbon's almost gone guys. I'm going to start getting, she's going to have to pull me back. <laughs> So at what point, like, when was the switch for you when you decided that, you know, what treat yourself meant and what did you actually start doing to start the like movement forward, the momentum of treat yourself? That came somewhat with age. Um, I was really, really bad at it when I was younger. Um, 
I don't think I even thought I needed to focus on it when I was younger. Like, you know, who needs to worry about mental health when you're younger? Nobody. Yeah, right. I did. Um, So I had a lot of anxiety in my mid-20s. And I think my first treat yourself was actually a therapist. (laughs) Um, And... I think that was probably like the the catapult into like actually actively treating myself versus just the occasional, like we all hashtag treat yourself with purses and, you know, high heels when we were younger. Um, But I think probably after coming out of therapy for me, I learned that I needed to prioritize my mental health. So when I was starting to feel anxious or my OCDs were starting to come out, um, Really, for me, it was looking at why I'm doing that. And most of the time, it's because I was super stressed and I needed an outlet. So I then started investing in those outlets. And that was hashtag treat yourself. It just didn't have that hashtag. Um, You know, so for me, fitness has always been a huge outlet for me. So I can honestly say, like, one of my very first, like, big purchases that I can remember, I lived in a double in Cleveland. Um, if anybody's seen the Christmas story, I pretty much lived in that house. It looked exactly like that. Um, old school in Cleveland, um, falling apart. Like I was, you know, paycheck to paycheck at that point. And I bought a year long gym membership and that was huge for me. Like that was, I stressed about that purchase. But like I knew mentally I needed an outlet, like I was out of therapy and I needed I needed an outlet. I needed some way to take care of myself mentally. So that's definitely where the journey started back into um, fitness became more of a mental health thing and not a fitness thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know, after coming out of counseling and it's not really something they taught me. It was just something I think I put two and two together that, wait, I invested in counseling and I feel better. Maybe I need to invest in other things that make me feel better. So I kind of stumbled on it, but it's definitely came more with age. I think I am more aware now of when I need to take care of myself than I ever have been. Um, And I'm very needy. I I like, I need a lot of... (laughs) mental health outlets apparently um well I mean treat yourself isn't all about mental health right I mean I think you and I are very focused on that because we've like come out of struggles and we're both you know managing on a regular basis but yeah um, I think I do also I love joy and I know that sounds like a silly statement but I thrive on the mentality of joy like I thrive on that feeling of joy And there are quite a few things that I find really joyful. And so those are the things I invest in. Yeah. They they make me feel good. Yeah. So that's, that's a really good point too. Cause it's like a lot of times you, well, like your quote said, right? Like you end up squashing your joy because you think it's selfish and really the happier you are, the happier the people around you are going to be too, you know? And one of the things I was thinking about, um, coming back to relationships and stuff a little bit, do you think there's a difference between men and women and how they manage the word selfish or even this like treat yourself perspective? I think 
that treat yourself as a whole has a, I won't, don't want to say negative, but an iffy connotation to it because it can be very materialistic. So sometimes I, I do think men here treat yourself and think we're going out and buying high heels. <laughs> Um, you know, just, just from the the things I see, um, out there, um, in my relationships that I've had, I've always been the one who is way more into the personal investment, very intuitive in my feelings. Um, I think there are men out there who are, but I, I, I don't, that's, that's such a hard one because I don't want to offend any men, but I do think women tend to possibly need a little more, not help. That's a horrible well, word. Okay. Yeah. Saying, so like, let me, let me, let me challenge you on that a little you're bit. You're killing because, me here. You're killing me. No, no, I'm going to, well, I, I, you know, these are conversations. You need a little more release. There we go. Maybe that's, that's the better. We need to release from some of our own self-imposed. Yeah. So I guess like on a daily basis, the way I look at it sometimes is that, um, women are people pleasers, right? Like we were just Mm -hmm. talking about this. So on average standards, we have these standards that we set. Yes. So on average, we want like, and not to put everyone in a bucket, right. But yeah. I would say on average, women are more likely to want to make the people around them happier yes, than themselves. Right. So, you know, especially like when you talk about families, it's the kids, then the husband, then maybe myself, but probably I'll do 10 other things like my job yeah. and whatever yeah. before I even yeah. think about myself. Right. Whereas I think men maybe are a little bit more simplistic in the sense that they tend to just do what they want <laughs> a little yeah. more than women do. Right. Yeah. I, you know, so. you can tell you have a relation, a current relationship right now. And I don't, um, <laughs> because you're, you're right now that yeah. how you worded that was what I was going for. The simplistic that's, that was the word that I like could not get in my head. Like they just naturally treat themselves. I think. Well, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, it's something as simple as it, and and guys may not think about this all the time, but like if if I saw a slice of the last piece of cake in the refrigerator, right? You and I'm sure we've it. all done this. We've been like, oh, I want this cake so bad, but like Nick probably wants it too. And let me see if he wants it. Maybe I'll just take like a little bite, but I'll leave the rest for him. And like, you know, that kind of a discussion. <laughs> but like that conversation doesn't happen in his head. He's like, mm, cake, let me take the cake. You cake can makes tell me I happy. Have not lived with a right? man in a very long time. <laughs> so I think that's like a little bit of a mentality that I've tried to take on, right? Yeah. And they're also a lot um, more compelled to say no to things, right? When they don't want to do things. Yeah. And and I think again, it's a lot of a people pleaser thing. Like, I don't want to come off as someone who's not a team player or wants yeah. to do things we with people or whatever. It. Exactly. We over like, so at least for me, I overanalyze. Okay. I over try to people please. Yeah. Um, and I think those are some of the things that don't allow me to maybe let go, let go and say no and be selfish, you know, air quotes, yeah. air quotes, selfish um, and that kind of stuff. And, and so I've tried to take, Maybe like a more simplistic, I'd be like, what does Nick do in this situation? I um, love you know? that. I love <laughs> I'm like, that. would Nick eat this cake right now? Yes. Well, I'm going to eat this fucking See, cake y'all, right now. I haven't <laughs> lived with a man in over 11 years. Yes. I said 11. 
Um, so I forget those things, you mm-hmm. know, like even dating a guy will come over and have no problem taking the last LaCroix out of my fridge, but I would never do that in theirs. <laughs> well, exactly. And I think, you know, it's, it's just something that we have to be more conscious about Well, things Take men should be more LaCroix. conscious about too. Right. I mean, in their, in their perspective, and maybe that's something they learn as they they're with someone. Um, and we're just kind of like innately that way more, but I think there's something to be said about like the simplicity of just being okay with doing what you feel like doing at the time, which is like something I think we find so difficult. Yeah. Like, Oh, I really want to do this, but like, so-and-so has got this and well, this person wants to do that. And this feelings you're going to be heard of this other person. And we like way get in this thing, but in reality, no one really cared. And we probably should have just done what we wanted because we would have felt a million times better. Right. And we forget, I think that this is all part of self-care. Like we forget that these are all concepts, like the treat yourself, self-care, personal investment isn't just these tiny or these big things. Sorry. They're all the tiny little things like being a little more simplistic in how you're thinking, not, you know, being over anxious about the piece of cake. You know, maybe (laughs) if you're worried about it, take the piece of cake, sit on the couch and bring two forks, you know, (laughs) like that's the more simplistic, you know, versus throwing yourself on the sword and saying, Oh, I'm going to eat the cake. I really want the cake. Um, you know, which I totally forgot about doing, but that's, I think that's the whole purpose of this conversation is just bringing to light that self-care, personal investment, it's so many things. And no matter where you are in your journey, you know, whether you have financial constraints, time constraints, relationship constraints, there are little things that you can be doing to really take care of yourself every day, every week, making life better for yourself will make life better for those around you and And not selfish. Yeah. And I'd have to say like at the beginning, it's going to be uncomfortable, right? Like there's so many things like I remember at the beginning of COVID and being at home, working from home, like I literally had to write a physical schedule in front of me. So I would take breaks and go sit outside for 10 minutes and like have a lunch break, which are things I wouldn't do when I was like freaking out about work in 2019. Yeah. Right. And did I feel super uncomfortable and want to come back to my desk and check my emails to make sure I was on top of everything? Yes. Did that get easier over time? Because it was a schedule, yes. you know, that I was following. Yes. Like was saying no to something the first time to someone's face. Was that super freaking uncomfortable? Yes. Does it get a little bit easier every time? Yes. Am I still uncomfortable? Yes. But you know, it goes back to like being comfortable with being uncomfortable thing that we've talked about in the past too, is like, it's okay to be really uncomfortable in those situations and just grow from them. And over time, as you continue to get like the, the experience under your belt with those things, some of that's going to get a little bit easier. And I think you'll find over time, you start to like release the, the stress that comes with some of that stuff. And you'll start to find the, the good things and the joy that come out of those as well. So I want to cover one more thing because you just like, you made me think okay. um, when you said joy and that it's a process. 
Um, you know, in that excerpt, she talks about, you know, being in a joyful state. And I think so many times when we're focused on self-care and personal investment, we think we have to be joyful instantaneously. Like we think like, okay, I have to go from hopeless and sad to like instantaneously happy because, you know, I just personally invested in myself. Like I just treated myself. I just did this or I just, you know, I'm trying really hard. But this whole thing is a process and it's a step by step by step to bring yourself up to that joy. So it's going to be a little uncomfortable. And maybe at first you do a tiny thing and your joy increases a little bit. And then you build on that and you do another little thing and your joy increases a little bit more and you, and you keep stepping up till it becomes this natural habit. Um, you know, for me, I would say it's, it's pretty natural at this part when I start to feel sad or I start to like slide back from like my normal over happy self. Cause let's be honest, I'm a pretty happy person. Um, if I start to slide back on that, I catch it pretty quick, but I'm not always in that state. And I'm, I'm focused on what can, what can I do to invest in myself or treat myself to bring me back to this joyful state. But then also recognizing that if you are in a tough place, if you had a tough 2020 and you're like, okay, I love this concept of personal development, personal investment, treat yourself, but then you do it. And maybe the first time it doesn't feel as good as you're like, oh man, give it time, like be okay with being a little uncomfortable at first. And, you know, like Dee said, stepping away from her computer, it was uncomfortable at first, but now she has so much joy when she can go take a lunch and she doesn't think about work, but that was a try not to, (laughs) it still happens. Right. So it's definitely like a windy road. Like if I have a very stressful day, and I have a million meetings and I have a bunch of emails in my inbox and I'm stepping away for a break or lunch. Like it's still uncomfortable sometimes, but I know overall, like that still is something I need to do to bring myself joy in the bigger scheme of things. So, and to be better when you come back, you know, to be better when you come back. So I just, when you said that, I was like, Oh my gosh, yes. It's such a process. It's, an everyday process of trying to find the little things that bring you joy, make you happy, uh, get you closer to the things that you are dreaming about doing. Um, you know, it's the reason why I have the bracelets on my wrist. It's because it's that easy to forget, um, to not put that focus. And then once you get focused on negative, negative begets negative and it just becomes a spiral. Um, so keep trying to just focus on that positive and, and find little ways every day. And if you have something big that you're going after, you know, little steps at a time on that as well. If you're making a big, scary change, good for you. It's going to be uncomfortable, but focus every day on on those uh, those little wins and those little joys. And um, before you know it, it'll be comfortable or at least more manageable. Yeah, definitely. It's that's uh most important thing to know is it's not like an immediate growth. It's it's uh takes time. Um but to end maybe on a uh you know kind of fun note here, 
what is your super superficial treat yourself thing? Because oh. I'm thinking like Parks and Rec, like for those of you who've watched Parks and Rec, treat yourself mm. day, right? Like what is your treat yourself superficial thing you do? <laughs> I just stumped Michelle. <laughs> so I am not a girly girl by any means um I would say D recognizes that like I'm just not a super girly girl on the surface but if you open my closet I was gonna say like deep down in there you're a super girly girl too there are a lot of really expensive high heels (laughs) that I don't wear um so I would say for years it was the high heels uh when I used to work in offices I work from home now so very different but it was definitely like nothing felt better than opening a pair of Michael Kors high heels like nothing felt better um than putting those bad boys on um so I definitely have an affliction for high heels um I'm five foot four so I need them um but now I would say my my more recent one that I'm super focused on that's super superficial but also because I hate that word but it's also very needed for my mental health is I've been and this is every week so like y'all this is how bad my um treat yourself has gotten I buy a new piece of clothing which is somebody who is a minimalist with clothing that's a big superficial like treat yourself because I'm really focused on putting clothes on my body that I feel good in because Hell yeah. I missed that for a long long time I didn't get to be a girly girl and feel cute for a long time so that was a long answer. High heels when I'm being like, <laughs> we're never going to wear them. Like y'all, I'm not kidding you. My closet's ridiculous. Um, but right now, like something that I, I don't need is I do not need any more clothes, but I'm buying clothes that just make me feel cute and sassy. And um, that's totally not needed in my minimalist wardrobe. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, that's my, that's my thing. And oddly, still a lot of yoga pants. I mean, can you ever really have enough yoga pants? Is that even a question? But I wear them so much, so they better make my butt look good, which is very superficial. It's great. Your girl's trying to find a man, okay? Your butt's got to look good. Uh, I love it. So what is yours? Yours better be way more fun than mine was. You know, I was thinking about it as I asked you the question because I was like, I know she's going to ask this back. So I'm going to because you totally made me like go, huh? Yeah, no. So definitely like there's there's two folds to this, I think for me. One of them is definitely food. So treat yourself like... I am totally okay with going to a super baller restaurant yeah. and just spending way too much money every once in a while. You are definitely a foodie. Yeah. And like getting like a great steak because like I could literally eat a steak every day for the rest of my life and be happy. Um, and like some fancy ass cocktails and doing that whole thing or, you know, whatever it is. Um, like trips is another one that I'll like be bougie on and if I you know I'm like economical but there's definitely things I'm like treat yourself I I'm gonna do her bougie on a, uh, 
a trip yet. I want to see that. Can we do that together? Cause yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm, it's been a rough couple uh, years saving for a wedding. Then 2020 happened and like, Oh dear Lord. I want to see that happen though. And I feel like that might need to be a, a dual. (laughs) I'm look at me. I'm third wheeling their fancy vacation. I mean, it's all good. (laughs) I'm like, Oh yeah. Let's treat ourselves on the beach. Yeah. So those types of things for sure. And then like more recently as well. Um, I, I also have like too many purses and high heels and stuff, but I've definitely shifted from that. I'm trying to like sell a lot of those things because the treat yourself that I am like more superficial about is like quality items. So yeah. like I will drop, you know, I'll look at something that I really, really want. And I'll be like, I know I'm going to use this and I know I'm going to use it for a really long time. And I'll drop a lot more money on it than having multiple. Yeah, I think that's an investment though. Yeah. But like, did I really, really need those? Like, I don't know, probably really expensive things from REI that I probably, but I don't you buy know. Them on sale. See, I'm calling your ass. She does buy them on sale. But true. But like, did, do I did, did I need that extra Osprey backpack? Probably see, not. We're really not fun y'all because no, no. Don't but food, food, food's, food's my thing. Like I'll I blow a lot of money on food. So. You definitely spend a lot of money on food. I'm very jealous of when you're like, yeah, we ate out here. Yeah. We, I'm like, mm. I'm trying not to now. Cause we're trying to keep yeah, in now track. She's, now she's on the, the fitness track. Yeah, um, yeah. Welcome to my world. That's why I don't <laughs> really. Honestly. The steak still fits in there. So I'm good. It does. Protein. We like protein. protein. Um, no, that's <laughs> truly a lot of the reason why I don't is because, you know, I can't talk about fitnessing my whole taco in my mouth. I got to like behave. Um, yep. No, that's, yeah. I think we all have our things that we don't need. I mean, I, I definitely don't need any more clothes as I'm looking at the Amazon package that I haven't opened <laughs> We love it. I'm literally cracking up laughing because there's an Amazon package. Um, that yourself. Just sitting there. But no, I think it's really important. Like, even though it's superficial, like, I do not want to talk women out of doing that because I have so many clothes that I got rid of because I didn't feel good in them. They didn't fit right, you know, so on and so forth. So it's really important to feel sassy in your clothes. So treat yourself. <laughs> I was going to say... And with that, I think that's a perfect note to end on. Looking at the clock and we're both like, wrap up, stop talking. We've had too much bourbon. Uh, (laughs) As always, we love you. We appreciate you. Um, Check us out on Instagram. I am a underscore AZ girl and her dogs. And D is D as in D E. I realized I didn't say this last time and people might've just put like a D, you know, D E E underscore in the desert. (laughs) Uh, I'll put it in the show notes for you guys y'all put it in the show notes check us out on Instagram we would love to hear how you treat yourself um, because apparently we need cooler superficial ideas because yeah honestly nails nails I like doing my nails do I get them done? No. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, like, yeah. yeah, see, it's so boring. This sucks. We I'm bad so at boring, this. So we need to <laughs> like through you. We love you. We appreciate you. Thanks for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye, guys. <laughs>